Talk Radio with the best host in the biz. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7 the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is Shane T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, I am glad and, and happy to be here and have the opportunity to talk to you about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. And today is no different. I do want to discuss with you going on in our city and uh, determine whether what your thoughts are related to whether or not it is a meaningful program. You know, we talked about not too long ago about if are we our brother's keeper and whether or not should we be taking the steps necessary to keep the people that are not our relatives out of harm's way. You know, do we have a responsibility to people outside of ourselves, outside of our family, uh, to make provisions for their their lives? And are we responsible for intervening? And so this is where this story is going to go today. Orlando is considered or has long since used uh, the theme, uh, The City Beautiful. And I have to tell you that being here the majority of my life, 
I do consider Orlando a good city, a city that is always has, has been for years trying to uh, put itself in a position uh, to be lead, to be one of the elite cities in the country. And we are still moving in that direction. And as we become a major city, it comes with major problems. And we have our elected officials trying to solve these issues in a discreet, discreet manner. Uh, they want to be able to, to solve the problems and cover up the issues of our city in a way uh, that it doesn't draw uh, media attention. And we want to, be, to consider ourselves to be a kind and considerate city as we deal with the issues that modern cities deal with in terms of our homeless population. And you do, do understand that the homeless problem is a major problem throughout the country because a lot of people, a lot of cities, a lot of states have disbanded uh, their major hospitals for mental health. And so instead of having these major, big human health and um, hospitals, we now have a lot of small places that deal, try to deal with mental health and are not dealing with it appropriately. The city of Orlando has created a team of what they call ambassadors uh, to deal with the homeless situation in a delicate manner, but still push the homeless people away from the areas that would be considered tourist-like in downtown. So they want to, to hurry the homeless away from begging for money and try to reduce the amount of arrests that are made. Supposedly, during a four-day period, more than 20 homeless people were arrested and put in jail, which is also in and of itself a costly situation. So the city of Orlando has put $1.5 million into this team of ambassadors who spend a, uh, their time walking around and patrolling the city to shoo away homeless people from the populated areas of downtown. Now, I, I, you know, on the face of that, it doesn't seem that bad. But recognize that they, they are trying to offset the cost of locking these people up by having somebody in between them and the police and trying to keep them away from the general population so that they don't beg for money and panhandle for money. Not dealing with the situation at hand by trying to find a way to accommodate or help homeless individuals. So, D, uh, let me ask you, you know, it is, we know we have a problem with the homeless. 
we either try to hide it or get rid of them by expelling them from certain areas where the general population is either entertaining themselves or conducting business. And uh, it just doesn't seem like that is the, you know, when we talked about are we our brother's keeper, that doesn't seem like a humane way to deal with human beings. Well, thank you, James, for a great topic, uh, one that needs to be addressed. Um, you know, when you speak of uh, making a profit and running a business, uh, the, the the thought of being humane in the same breath and in the same sense of the conversation don't make good bed fellas. Um there there is a set of individuals uh who are not interested in doing anything for anybody other than themselves. And I don't know no other way to put that. Uh I was having a conversation with uh a, a white coworker of mine, and um, and I jokingly, um, well, first of all, let me say that this coworker has a um, has a disabled wife. Um, they don't have any. They don't have any medical insurance, um, and he also has a um, special needs child. Uh, he is the primary breadwinner, and. And Obamacare uh, had to be of some assistance to him. So the other day, uh, we was having a conversation, and I slid in the fact that uh, I think I may have said, uh, on on the the Trump world, we don't know where we are headed. And he cleverly and preparedly said, well, the Dems, the Democrats, all they want to do is um, uh, they have thrown this 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 country into a tailspin uh, due to the social services that they want to provide for everybody. And I felt that I find that a huge contradiction, being as being as though that his family, his primary family, uh, are in special need of of social services, but the fact that he is blinded by tribal ideology. And so um, that's my point, that the the need for humanitarian services um, is not a very very popular topic among some individuals. Uh, So when you say that they have a tendency to want to treat um, the homeless people under the rug, in order to attract business in in your hometown, which I've been to Orlando, and I know that they are definitely in need of um, continuous tourism. So, yeah, I can see them actually finding a way to sweep homeless people to the side in order to attract business and, and, and tourism. Uh, it's, not, it's not a pretty picture, and uh, so... It's, it's interesting to see how they will actually balance out those two norms to to make it to where um, 
the homeless people will be cared for in some way. Thank you. Uh, Cheryl, you know, we are, without a doubt, one of the richest countries in the world. And we create more millionaires faster than any other country in the world. And our poor would be considered rich in a lot of different countries. But it is so odd that I don't want to live in a socialist country where everybody is given the same amount of money and you based on, you know, you everybody gets free services. Uh, that's, that's not what I, um, I'm trying to suggest. Well, one thing I'm trying to suggest is, is that as an American, I've always been willing to give a little more of what I have to help support those that have less. But it seems like uh, throughout our existence as Americans, we're more about appeasing the poor while we get richer. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, I do understand what you're saying, and that is exactly the way things seem to be going. Where and you know, it's it's so common for us to say that the poor get poor and the rich get richer, but um, it's always looking for ways for the rich to get richer and making it even harder for less fortunate individuals to even get to the point where, and, you know, not saying rich, but to a point where comfortable, comfortable with the things that they have to pay, but comfortable enough where they can also um, do some things as far as in life. Um, You know, as I was reading some of the article and I cannot, you know, I understand what the businesses are doing because it makes it feel them, the customers feel sometimes being attacked um, when they're trying to um, patronize the business. But, um, you know, a lot of homeless people are there just by circumstances, life circumstances, and don't have a way of being able to get out of from where they are. Now, that's a lot of them, but then you have a lot of them there, too, is by their choice. They need help. They need help as far as alcohol, drugs, and, you know, and even in those cases, there's not always the facilities for them to be able to go into. And, you know, um, New Orleans is one place that um, under their one of their overpasses is a big setup. It's like housing under there. Um, nothing but tents for people to, um, you know, where they live in at. Um, but they do have a lot of people that go down there and they unload with food and food and food. But sometimes each one just needs just that break to be able to get back to where they need to be or 
where they are not at the present moment. So you got two different kinds of homeless people. Um, and you got some of them that they do that for a living and they're really not homeless. So, and I'm not going to say I don't understand the businesses, you know, in order to patronize a business, you know, the customer feel as though they may be attacked. Uh, I don't want to say attacked, maybe uncomfortable with people approaching them, you know, before they can even get into the store. So, um, I don't know. We have we just have a, a a major problem, and like I said, I got a chance this weekend to see even more so, and see that the work that people are doing. But although they're feeding them, you know, they can't afford to house them as well. But they do have individuals that have money that can be assistance. You know, even if they created some kind of facility for a transitional home from homelessness to back into society would be something very, very good. So um, there's different solutions that can, you know, come about uh, to be in the process as far as helping them to get from where they are. Um, I don't know how long this ambassador thing is going to last, especially with the $1.5 million that is costing and um, I don't know, I can't, um, I haven't thought about that um, as much yet. Well, one of the problems is is that if you are arresting, I, I just have a problem with suggesting that you are arresting 20 people in a four-day period who are homeless. And what kind of um, crimes are they doing other than annoying uh the general population, and should you be arrested for just annoying the general population because you 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 panhandling? Uh, here in Orlando, they have specific places where you can panhandle, and if you're outside of those areas, uh, then you can be arrested. And so, you know, can you imagine what the cost is if you're arresting four people? Uh, every four days, 20 people every four days, how much it costs for you to feed those people and uh, maintain them until you're willing to let them go? I don't know how long we are keeping them in jail, but it doesn't seem like a smart uh, smart thing to do. And um, we have to ask ourselves, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, I'm, you know, all of us grew up in the same, nearly the same period of time. Uh, they used to have a hospital uh, near Tallahassee, I think it was. It was called Tallahoochee. And that was where they sent all the uh, people who had been designated as mental ill. Point out society said there was cruel and unusual punishment to have these people uh, locked up in these uh, large hospitals uh, and sedating them with all types of drugs. So they got rid of these large facilities, and now they have a, a lot of small facilities that they call assisted living, and and we and they just don't seem adequate enough to handle all the homeless people that we have. And you're right, homeless people are homeless for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but as society, we have to try to find, look to find solutions 
and other than just trying to sweep these people under the rug, Joy. Hi. Well, it is a problem, and I think it's a problem in every city. But to me, um, I don't think it would be that costly to to lock them up during the day because my thing is most of them probably want to be locked up to get out of the element. I look at some of the people here, and I really can't understand how they can withstand 110 degrees. Uh, they'd be out there, and they they have uh, uh, grocery carts under trees and stuff. So when I was driving, what I did, I always kept a case of water in my 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 car at all times. So when I see them, I I could at least do that, give them that. But uh, I don't think we get that comfortable where where we don't help and support them with shelter. Uh, They try to run them from from the downtown area. But I have no problem with them uh, being there. I'm not afraid of them when I go in and out of a store uh, because when I look at them, I'm looking at someone that, that is in need. I don't know what the the solution to the problem, but I think that that is a major problem in every state. Now, in Mississippi, there was the hospital that you're talking about is a state hospital. It was for the mentally ill. And at that point, and at that point in time, any family member could uh, uh, put that, incarcerate that person. But now uh, you can't do that in, uh, in these facilities. Uh, they have to have their own authority in order to do that. I think that's how it, how it is, too. So all the laws have changed. But to me, I think they have just uh, unload all these people that they know that are sick and just put them on the street and and just let them go around like zombies. It, it's a shame. It really is sad. And many of these people are veterans who find themselves just unable to get reestablished in society. And so we have a obligation uh, to our veterans and to even to our citizens to find create a safety net for these people who find themselves in some of these deplorable situations and recognize that uh, we cannot be the humanitarians that we suggest we want to be if we turn our backs on people who have a substance abuse. So, Kathy, we have a, when we talk about being our brother's keeper, as we have on our past shows, these people certainly need our services, and they should not be inundated by programs that just try to sweep them under the rug and keep them out of sight. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, yeah, James, um, as um, Joyce stated, and I think that was Ms. Cheryl, talked about how um, – and how sad it is because when you go into the different places, you do see them everywhere. And I know that downtown, um, well, it's in every city, but downtown is mostly where they migrate at. And what we've noticed in California is that most of the people that are here that are homeless are not actually from this state. And um, after talking to some of them, they say that they come here because of the weather. I know that they have started a program um, downtown where they have these 18-wheelers to come in, and they have them set up to where they have showers installed in there with towels and soap where they allow them to go and um, take a shower and um, 
refresh themselves, and they also have different resources of people outside in downtown that um, uh, tell them about different jobs and different housing that's uh, going on in the area. But if you go downtown, it, it, it's sad. On one, like on one side, it's nothing but homeless people up and down the street with their tents out. And then on the other side, it's like um, like you're living in, a, it's like a Beverly Hills area. And, and I always say now, how could they allow that to happen to where you you stick your feet out and on one side, you know, all these homeless people and on the other side, they're building empires and, and um, billionaires living down there. I, I just, I don't understand it, but, you know, I know that they are working on some things um, in California. And I heard that it's supposed to be some kind of bill that they have going out where they're going to give a certain amount of money to every state that has homeless people to try to get um, housing or um, assist them with um, uh, reestablishing themselves in uh, society. But I'm not sure. I did hear that, though. It is interesting, Kathy, that you say that about uh, how homeless people seem to congregate uh, in warm places, and that only makes sense. Uh, but I've also heard that in the north, uh, in the uh, northeast, they have programs where they offer uh, to people who are homeless uh, to go, you know, go anywhere south, uh, especially in the winter. And so it is just kind of interesting that some states um, uh, provide uh, money for people to move down to the north, uh, excuse me, to the south, uh, so that they can be warm, which really impacts a lot of different southern cities. And so, you know, but these people are human, uh, D, and at some point uh, we got rid of these major hospitals to, to deal with these mental health issues, and now they, these people have nowhere else but to be on the street. So how did we fix the problem if all we did was move uh, psychotic people from the hospital to the street. Well, it, it, you know, uh, to hear the other ladies speak of their cities and their environment with this problem, uh, it sounds absolutely uh, overwhelming. Uh, you know, when Ms. Kathy speaks about how uh, uh, in California uh, they try to accommodate the, the mishap of these people living conditions, but you know, uh, when you when you ask that question about uh, facilities to help try to treat the problem, and one of the, and and uh, one of the major problems is uh, a mental health uh, imbalance. Uh, that with drug and alcohol, they all kind of tie in together, especially when um, you don't give them any other alternative. And 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 and. Another alternative takes funding, and we all know now. And I, I'm not trying to make this a uh, a political issue, but it is a political issue in a sense, where uh, people are not interested in funding to try to make a difference in these people's lives. So if if you don't give them an alternative, and it takes funding to make to give them that alternative. Then uh, what you do, you just unleash them on the street and on the uh, and into the uh, community, and that's you 
know, and that's not helpful. Um, uh, going forward, uh, the next candidate that's uh, looking to be the, the leader of uh, of our world, of our country, and of the free world to make this an issue. Uh, I remember one time uh, back in the 80s, uh, I think it was in the late 80s, that Jesse Jackson ran for president. And I think Billy Graham had gave interest in running for president. But it, it takes a person that's gone, that knows the issues of the people, of the common person. Now, of course, when you're dealing with a special interest group that has no interest in that, uh, and the lobbyists, and the uh, electoral, electoral college that has no interest in that because the only interest they have is the special interest. Um, the system is, is very broken. And so uh, going forward, how, how do we put this on the table as far as somebody being interested enough in trying to fix it? Um, that guess is up for grabs. And so I just think it's, I just wanted to throw that out. Thank you. You know, we are constantly doing things and adding uh, taxes to uh, the responsibility of the general public uh, in order to fix our roads. Uh, you know, we uh money on the highways in order to keep the highways up. Uh, we charge additional taxes on gasoline in order to keep the roadway uh, up. Uh, we charge taxes on on goods uh, to benefit the schools, uh, why are we just so insensitive uh, to adding uh, a penny or a half cent to our taxes in order to to care and take care of our poor? Uh, we are leaving that to the responsibility of uh, our religious uh, organizations uh, and it seemingly that is not uh, the the role that they're supposed to play by themselves, and that we as citizens should recognize that there is a need to care for people who find themselves to be in that situation. Remember, it's a difference between being the working poor uh, that we provide public housing for, and people who are homeless. Uh, because they just can't sustain themselves because of their health and mental state. And seemingly to me, in order, and instead of Orlando spending a $1.5 million uh, to have a group of people shooing the, um, the poor out, uh, out of the general eye of the population, uh, that we might need to be spending that kind of money on uh, finding a way to find get these people in programs permanently away from uh, that kind of lifestyle. Uh, we don't need temporary problems for our, our homeless situations. We need permanent uh, solutions to the homeless situation, and that we need to be obligated to taking care of Americans who find themselves uh, not in the, you know, uh, off the beaten path, or people who need some. So a uh, hand up. Uh, so Audrey, we talk about uh, Orlando is creating this ambassador program where they keep the these people's pr uh, purpose for the most point is to clean the streets of panhandlers and uh, try to shoo them into areas where they're not seen. 
Well, wonderful Wednesday to everyone. And uh, James, I think you make a, a great suggestion. I've never uh, received a petition to sign uh, for uh, a one cent or a half cent increase uh, for that purpose, but I think it's a I think that's a good idea. And that's how it starts. Uh, if if we think something is valuable enough, we petition to have it voted on, and then we have to have enough people to rally behind us. I think in the interim, uh, an option may be if, if indeed that was to go to a vote and didn't get the necessary votes necessary for increase, uh, it may be an opportunity to partner with places like uh, Habitat for Humanity such that we can carve out a new vision of it such that uh, people can donate in a different way and maybe even get some benefit, extra benefit from it. And uh, then um, Habitat for Humanity can increase their uh, number of homes and, and all or any other organization like that that supports them. But I think it's a good idea. And I think the reason why um, they're not doing it is because enough people have on voice uh, concerns that that's what they would like. Uh, to see done, and people are not going to just volunteer. Uh, our, our officials, if if we haven't selected the right ones, they're not surely going to just volunteer to do that because most politicians, uh, they don't want to be associated with tax increases. But, again, that's what it's used for. And then another option may be, you know, with the lottery, I know it's designated for schools, but it may be an opportunity now for us to revisit and look at not only should we use some of the funds for schools, and education, but also maybe house, and I think that's a good idea. You know, we have to come to grips with, I'm not trying to change who we are as Americans uh, by making us a socialist country where our only focus is making sure everybody lives the same type of lifestyle. But, Cheryl, it is important uh, that we just don't have people dying on our streets I have people shivering on our streets. I know here in Orlando, if the temperature drops below a certain point, they don't charge people to go into uh, the, the the shelters. But I don't care what point it is, the temperature is not humane to have people sleeping out on the street and uh, having them uh, in a situation where their lives are in danger just by being not not having a safe place to stay. Well, James, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, we can all be a paycheck or two from being homeless or any kind of circumstances can come about in any one of our lives and um, put us in that position as well. And I, I can probably answer for every one of us that's here that we would not want, you know, to live that way, and we would definitely want any help and all the help that we could um, to get us out of that position. So, you know, it 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 it's hurtful to see people like that because, you know, you can also say that can be me too. Um, just because it's not you now, that does not mean that it could not be, and, you know, I I do feel um, to a certain point that, you know, we have so much money, and they have so many people out here with money, 
And I guess, you know, I mean, I understand that they work for it, but, you know, it's because of a lot of the people with money, when I say that famous people, is the people who has made them the money that they have. Um, they're the ones who buy the tickets and attend the events, uh, whether it's concerts or games or whatever it is. So when, you know, the p- people are supporting them to be able to do what they're doing, at least that they can think enough to try to support the people that are in need. But do we have that all the time? No, we don't. You know, um, how can we fix it? You know, I I have no idea. Because we can talk about everybody coming together, but just like somebody mentioned, it's all over. It's a major problem. You know, they're closing mental hospitals. Um, they don't have enough facilities for um, alcohol and drug addicts. Um, so it's going to take a lot, but it needs to start somewhere and someone getting uh, a maybe buying one of these old apartment buildings or something like that and making it to where it's a transitional housing because you got a lot of people out there being wore down because of the weather conditions, because of don't even have to keep, you know, up with the days of the week. Um, and I know, you know, it's been many a time circumstances has gotten me to the point where I could have been one of those when if I didn't have my car to live in when I was homeless, I don't know where I would have lived at. So, you know, we we um, we to all to some point can sympathize with most of them that are out there. And, Joyce, um, you, uh, you, you, you make a good statement, and I've never really thought about it. And I sit in my room or in my home, and I'm constantly trying to make myself drink more water. And I have cases, I always have cases of water, you know, now uh, two or three cases in my room. And it wouldn't be nothing for me to put a case of water in, in my car and I'll always have a case of water. But why, you know, if a a restaurant or all the restaurants we have around the country uh, charge us a half cent or a penny or two pennies, and that went to the state uh, to try to solve this uh, problem with um, the homeless, would we... Will we eat out less? I mean, a lot of the things that we do, if there was a 2% uh, surcharge, would we stop doing them if that money went to solving this issue? I know in Orlando uh, they have a $1 charge when you rent a hotel and a surcharge for um, for uh, rental cars. And But shouldn't we care enough? Uh, to want to set some money aside for those people who find themselves in a hopeless situation. Are you there, Joyce? Yes, I am. I say exactly. That's why I was listening to Audrey's response about to suggesting that she 
said that can be implemented about your your what you're stating about paying the extra. I'm sure that no one wouldn't mind doing that, but you have to bring it to a politician. A politician is not going to think like the person that's on the street or the average person like you and my, me. They never been in that position, so you, they have no clue as to what is needed. But if you know a squeaky wheel get all, so you got to really bring it to them, put them on the spot. And if they don't produce, wherever they go speak, then you need to ask a question and want to know what they're doing because uh, for the homeless. Now, we do have programs, and our programs is established through the Salvation Army. They take tons of water for our homeless, and they give, they give out at different locations. I just do it because if I'm, I'm on the freeway and I see somebody with a sign on the freeway that where they're not giving it out, I just go ahead and give it that way. But a squeaker will get all. We need to do that. Now, we do have home, some homeless that do not want to be in, in uh, a living environment. They have lived on the street for so long, and to them, that's that type of freedom. Uh, so you're going to have a, a different type of a nature of, of type of homeless. But here, uh, they open up uh, certain beds at nighttime uh, at the Salvation Army. They have so many different places. Some churches uh, do it. And uh, we just have to have more programs like that. But in order for these programs to be implemented for that tax to get, we need to either get on the phone or you need to bring it to uh, write our congressman and let them know uh, uh, that you have an idea that you would like for them to look into. We can do this. You know, it, it just only takes certain things to bring to their attention to bring their light bulb. And then once you tell them how it's to their advantage, I bet you they'll take the ball and start rolling with it. They have to see something good in it for them in order for them to really do the pushing. So you should flip it to them and let them know how good it would be for them to stand up for the average people and everything and make those programs available. And then once people start looking at them with recognition, they're on an ego trip. So sometimes we have to outthink our politicians to bring them around to our side and to get what we need to be implemented. Now, I see that you, you have in uh, one of the um, – Mr. Sharpen is supposed to be in your 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 town coming up, and there's going to be a, a big walk there. I think uh, a protest. So these are the type of things that we need to hold them to the fire for. And then you want to know where your tax dollars going. So you want to also give some creative ideas as to what should be done. Also. Yeah, Kathy, it is amazing uh, to me that. We we have so much money. We you know I I was when you look at uh, America and the different lifestyles that are lived in America, it is just uh, sad that we find ourselves in a situation where uh, there are so many homeless people on the street uh, that they they are extremely noticeable, and uh, and that a lot of cities have these tent cities and that kind of thing. And so, you know, we need to recognize that there's a need for us to expand the way that we help people. Uh, I know for a fact that I um, gave shelter to an individual years ago and that he was able to find uh, his way back into the regular society and the programs where he got an apartment uh, for himself. And so... A lot of times when these people are able to uh, to find their way 
and help uh, through the programs that they need, they're able to get themselves reestablished. Uh, but we ha- they have to have some way of uh, getting to those programs and getting to the people who can provide them assistance. Yeah, James, but it's, see, it's, it's, I'm here. It's so, it's so scary, you know, just like you assisted somebody as a woman, we can take that risk and try to assist someone to help them back through um, the process of getting themselves together because we don't know, you know, where they, where they've been, who they are, or what they're capable of. But as um, Audrey and Joyce was talking about that we need to, um, try to help put this thing on the ballot so that they can uh, put something in place so um, um, these people can get some assistance. I know that you can go down to the um, to your city hall they have empty houses and buildings all over and you can inquire on um, how to get one of those um, piece of property for a dollar a year and maybe if someone has an organization that wants to um, house those people then they can go about doing it that way because it is available but you just have to go through the right channels to get to the right people and um, write a letter a proposal to get that property and I think another thing too another way um of thinking forward is communities are starting now to look at small homes. You know, people are making small houses because, and not necessarily because they're homeless, but because they rather spend their money traveling and doing other things. So again, that's another option for us to talk about. And I would like to go back to what Joyce said of uh, the importance of being involved in our community and the politicians. Uh, you're right, Joyce. Um, Al Sharpton is going to be in the Clearwater area, uh, right down from where uh, President Trump was on yesterday as it relates to supporting um, the gentleman that was shot over the parking uh, space. So it will be very interesting to see how many people come out and really support and show uh, unity and uh, us trying to make a difference uh, in that case uh, as it relates to guns and um, and you had mentioned earlier, you know, holding uh, uh, store owners accountable in our communities when we know that they're putting us at risk. But Kathy is right. It's different organizations where you can get homes and, and for a small stifling. Uh, you have um, responsibilities that go with that. So we just have to get out and let our voices be heard. Just like you always say, James, we have to get behind it and bring it to the um, leader's attention so that they can uh, represent it. And D, we we at some point just have to come uh, to the understanding that these people are human, and that everybody out there on the corner is not out there because that's where they want to be, uh, but they don't have any other opportunity. When you have to have seven dollars or ten dollars to get into the shelter, and the shelter don't have but uh, a a set number of beds, uh, you know, these people are forced on the street uh, by 6.30 or 7 o'clock, and they're not allowed back into the shelter until 5. And so uh, we need to find or figure out if we are truly Americans, that we care about all Americans, 
and not just a sex few. Well, um, you know, I was going to pass on my turn, but uh, first of all, I want to say something that Miss Audrey said about three weeks ago. Uh, you know, uh, at this point in time, in 2018, uh, I, I really don't have a lot of confidence in our politicians on both sides of the aisle, especially when it comes to dealing with issues like these. Uh, in that, uh, I think the uh, the churches should take a more um, dominating role in trying to bring an awareness to the situations that we're talking about. Um, I think the churches and some of these pastors need to play to the uh, the emotion of humanity uh, in, in, our, in the American people, in the American populace, to try to galvanize uh, some attention being driven towards the politicians on both sides of the aisle. Because uh, to me, it's pretty evident that they are preoccupied uh, on trying to get reelected, uh, trying to substantiate some kind of base uh, that will uh, that, that go along with some other agendas, and this agenda is not even in, in the in the top twenty, or top twenty-five. So um, we need some awareness, and I think the clergy should put more attention on trying to bring that awareness to the front. Yeah, it, it, it is um, like so many things. Uh, we just don't seem to focus on those things that are related uh, to the people who are not voting or to the people who don't uh, participate uh, in terms of paying taxes. And so these homeless people find themselves uh, in a situation where their voices are not being heard, just like the people who are who find themselves incarcerated and can't find their way back. And uh, we have to be able to to be a voice for those who are less, um, who find themselves in a, in a position uh, that is not suitable as most society people think. There are a lot of people who look down on the homeless, who look down on uh, people who have criminal records, who just don't see the need to help these people get back uh, on their feet. Uh, so, uh, Cheryl, we we at some point, if we truly are our brother's keeper, we're going to look for uh, to be uh, a, play a major role in the welfare of people who've lost their way. You're right. Um, y'all do, and... Um to play some part, just like Joyce was saying about the water. You know, I um, and I'm pretty sure that some of us have given money. I myself prefer to get food because I'll take you in the store and buy something or sometimes I'll take, you know, like say for instance, if I'm coming from the grocery store and somebody asks, you know, they they asking for food, We'll take money. I'll go in the back and um, something that they can eat that I've just grocery store, give that. And that really will tell me if they want to eat or if they're just looking for money or something else. But when they take food, then I know. And when I see the person, I know that I can um, 
I'll give I'll have something available um, for them. But yeah, we all can do homeless um with tables with um even food. Other people stopping with loaves of bread, and be, I guess you know because they know that they do it, they all are contributing to it, where they get meals, and I think that's that they can, but they have much more can do some things at a now we can do as as um on a level. I'm not sure. Um, I know. I don't have the funds, um, you know, to to get a house. Um, And I'm saying that, but then, you know, um, I think here somebody mentioned that, and I'm not sure who it was, that sometimes there's houses that you can find volunteers and you may only have to just pay the taxes on it, you know, different buildings and stuff. So it, I guess there is, and when people pull together, we can do whatever we want to do, but mm-hmm. if it's a major concern to us, you know, we just won't do it. But we can do it, whatever it is that we want to do. We can find if we don't know. You know, I'm saying I don't know, but I know if I wanted to, I can get there and start asking and searching and you know, anything we can get answers to on Facebook, do you know of or do you have a building that you can donate? We can do whatever we want to do. So, yeah, um, it don't have to be as major as it is. Cassie, uh, uh, you you work with giving uh, pride back to young people by getting them shoes and getting them haircuts and getting them services. Uh, related to going back to school, um, you know, it's just important to uh, participate in being kind to people so their minds can get right again. Because uh, once they feel like somebody cares about them, uh, other things seem to uh, to 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 fall in place. I'm sorry, what was the question? I just say that you have an organization that finds people's shoes and get them haircuts and get them ready for school. But it's important to let people who are down on their luck to know that somebody cares about them in order to help them motivate to get back on their feet. Absolutely, absolutely. You're absolutely right because if somebody knows that you care a little bit about them, then I think that gives them some kind of momentum to want to do um, better, to want to you know, try to change their lives. I have a friend of mine that every single day, when I say every day, and he has a job, every single day he gets up and he goes and he feeds at least 60 people a day. He has a different routes that he goes on, and people just give him food, they give him water, they give him different things, and he makes stops before he goes to work. He wakes the people up, he know them by name, they call him mayor the mayor of the city, and he sees these people, and it's just in his heart. So, you know, but some of those people, they're not trying to, you know, get themselves together. They know he's coming, so they are always there waiting for him to come. But, yes, it does motivate people to get up and try to change their lives. Yeah, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and let everyone have their final 
say. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruptions. Please call in at 657-383-0309 so that you can be a part of the conversation. Uh, Joyce, uh, what are your final thoughts this evening? Well, my final thought is don't be afraid to uh, partner with your church or your community with helping some of the uh, homeless fill out applications so they can get off the street. A lot of times uh, there are programs, but they don't know how to implement those programs. So possibly get with the church or your community center, make it a day to uh, bring in the homeless, help them fill out the type of application to get some type of assistance that they need, and that would be one way of getting them off off the street. Now, I'm for uh, helping uh, a person, but I'm like uh, like Cheryl, um, I, I cannot bring anyone into my home. To me, that's not helping them because I might not be equipped and have the type of programs that they need to, to follow through. Uh, a lot of times uh, the people that are on the street uh, that are homeless, they need all type of, of assistance. So possibly if we can get with the community, our church, and form programs where we can help them implement these things, then that will help them out a lot. Thank you. All right. Uh, Cheryl, your final thought this evening? Um, I do have to agree with um Joyce said because each situation has to be evaluated um and the person themselves because each person needs something different. Um and what they may need what one may be able to offer may not be exactly what they need or they just may need something more than what it is. But um with all of this conversation, with all of this is said, you know, and talking about the homeless, it brought more awareness and that we now know that it's all over. It's not just in certain areas. Um, we have people at the grocery stores. We have people in the malls um, or at the malls. We have people at the gas station. I know I've been stopped at a gas station Um so they're not always just in groups together. They can be everywhere. And in order for this not to increase, I'd say, you know, what I always say, whatever we do, we can always do more. Well, one thing for sure is, is that it's not going to go away if we don't participate. If we refuse to participate, then it's not going to go away. And we have to make sure that we're willing to help our fellow man. Uh, So, uh, as always, we need to recognize that it should be impossible for us to feel comfortable uh, if we recognize and see other people who are being challenged and we don't step in. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for calling in to the show and sharing your opinions. Uh, This is something we have to do each and every day, and I just thank you all for being there with me as I go along trying to just open up conversations related to the things that are the issues that we have to fight against. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time.
on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place their heart Jesus is love He won't let you down and I know He Bye-bye. 